and welcome to another episode of In My Sweats with your host, Jay Menz. This is a place where you can learn and laugh with your girlfriends. Hello and welcome to an extra special, amazing, magical session with the one and only Jessica Riverson. And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) The crowd goes wild. Thank you. Oh, yes. I'm going to just introduce her in my own perspective. I met her in 2016. And she was someone I had a conversation with on the phone when I was trying to understand how to put my gifts into a package to sell that felt of value to me instead of, instead of like charging one-offs. And I didn't know what I was doing in the business world. And so she and me ended up, we working together for like five plus years. She changed not only my business, but the way that I valued myself. She is Someone who is so um, so good at delicate, delicately balancing both the logical action steps and also the how does that feel in your body to do that kind of mantras. So when you're working with Jess, you're getting the best of both worlds. And the the expertise she has is like, you don't find it anywhere. It's like you can tell all the work that she's done. So I am really happy to have her on here just to bless you with her story and for her to, to just um, put you in a vibration of worthiness. Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. That was an amazing intro. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah. It's been so much fun working with you, Jay. You guys all know Jay is amazing. (laughs) So um, you definitely have made it easy for me to help you. And gosh, we have just so much, so many fun memories and so much, so much good stuff to talk about. Um, I think a place that I could share from is um, just my journey with the hustle and the grind of business because I too was trying to figure things out. Even when we first met, like I was still figuring out a lot of my stuff and it's, it's cool because you've seen me change so much as well over the years. Um, And then I've been able to kind of like extend that to the people that I work with. I think when I first met you where I was at, obviously, you know, I was able to help you with like charging your worth and packaging, but I was also going through my own journey at that time. I feel like that what that year was kind of the height of my um, awareness of burnout. I think it's where I, I think that's the year I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid autoimmune disorder. And I was very much in denial. I was like, I don't believe in labels. It's <laughs> like, like, I thought if I owned it, then somehow that would be really bad, but it was important for me to actually eventually realize, okay, this is a real thing. I kind of almost didn't believe in autoimmune disorders. That's how crazy. Think, like to not believe in it. Like, what do you think that, is it because you didn't want to have it? 
I didn't want to have it and I didn't want to believe that something had power over me. So there was like, I had a positive intention for thinking that way, but I, it, there was a lot of denial of the reality. And mm-hmm. so it, it wasn't, I thought it was a, it was, it's what we call spiritual bypassing. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no, this isn't real. And I think that that's, there's a difference between, you know, not giving something power over you and recognizing like, I'm, I'm a creator goddess, I'm powerful. And then like with intention going forward and like activating your own self healing, but that's different than just being like, I don't believe that this is yeah. true. <laughs> like my labs are not true. And, and, and so, yeah, it, there, that was kind of what was going on at that time. I was um, really working on scaling my business and there was a couple of things that were happening like internal, external, right? Where externally in the business, I don't think I had had a mastermind around that time, not the one that you were in, but I had a different one. I was just kind of in a place of like trying to figure out how am I going to grow past, like, I don't remember what year it was specifically, but I know that I had like, my best year was like 130,000. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. But I was working all the time. Mm -hmm constantly. Um, I think my daughter was starting preschool ish around that time. I just had no time. I basically created a, I created a job, yeah. created a job. And, and I don't remember the exact moment where I was when you and I met, but I think it's when I like started getting into group programs a lot more. And so externally I was making changes so that the business I could like serve people at a high level and I could also have time for freedom. And so I was just embarking on like creating time freedom with the way I was operating. And, and that there was a lot to work through. And then also I was, um, just dealing with my health and actually starting to realize, okay, I need to like acknowledge that this is what's going on. And then I was also getting, I was in a, um, I was in a mastermind of my own or that I was in as a client mm-hmm. and it was run by a guy, awesome guy. Like it was just an amazing program. But I, a lot of the work that we did there was so mental. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's around the time I went to my priestess training and I started doing more with healing. And I just, I was, I started moving away from the mindset work and more into energy work. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I always believed in. I just kept gravita- gravitating toward all these programs that were very much about the strategy and the mental. So that's kind of where I was in, in at that time when we first met. So, um, you know, you needed some of the strategy pieces at that time, but then as I shifted, you probably noticed the way that I taught and coached shifted. A Wait, lot. I, when we first started working together, I remember getting off sessions and I'd have a list of like 20 things I had to do. And I was like, there's no way, like there's, there's no way I can get to all. That. And because, you know, when you're, when you're doing something that's out of your wheelhouse, yeah. like all the stuff behind the scenes, it's all the stuff you have to learn anyway. But then it, when you don't particularly love it, it's like a forced pressure energy. And yeah. you're like, but then as things shifted, it be, it felt like it went from feeling, Oh, so much stuff to lighter and lighter. And then it became this magical energy that you were embodying that was like, okay, 
you have everything that you need. Now, how do we get your gifts to surface in the most fun, expansive way? Because I feel like you always said, you always brought yeah. it back to what would be the most fun and expansive way that you could offer this program? And so that totally shifted everything. And then before we go into something else, when you were diagnosed with Hashimoto's, was part of the denial because I know that we've talked about this before, but because your symptoms weren't as bad as yeah. everybody else's. So it probably was hard to even be like, I don't have it. I'm not, I'm not yeah. with what that person's talking about. Yeah. I mean that that's like the other tricky part is I definitely have had <laughs> negative, you know, yeah. <laughs> symptoms like weight gain and lower energy, but I was very functional still. And I'm, and I'm right now I feel way better than I even did. Like I felt, I did feel really bad at that time. I wasn't feeling that great. Yeah. I would get this like adrenal burnout feeling and it's almost like a buzzing grinding feeling like people who know, know. <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. like, I would get that a lot. And then I would have to rest and I don't really get that feeling hardly ever. So thank God, because it's yes. a really icky feeling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was taught to push through things and I feel like I was rewarded to push through things. Like parents or society? Um, I would say both. I mean, I was really into sports and yeah, like that's something my parents definitely taught me, like be tough and stick it out. And, and I think a lot of us are taught that. And so that was what I knew to be successful, right? Like do all the things, work really hard. And so I think with the diagnosis, it just was kind of like, um, I just, yeah, I just wasn't wanting to believe there was something wrong with me yeah. or I don't even know how to explain it. It's yeah. just like, that was just my path at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, my first diagnosis was actually by a friend, a doctor who was in my mastermind and he, was really out there. And so it was sort of like, I sent him all my labs and he gave me a diagnosis, but I don't know if I like, if I was like, yeah, uh -huh. whatever. Like <laughs> he, he's, he's really an interesting character and, and it's like really silly and, and really, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Like he's a, he's a very talented guy. And so it wasn't really about him. It's just that there was a lot of, there was a lot of reasons why I was able to make up in my mind, like, yeah, it's not probably not that big of a deal, you know. And um, what yeah, was because the I, shift? Like, what um, was the shift where you, like, not only accepted the diagnosis, and then you, I know you said that you started getting into group programs, but like, you realized, okay, I can't keep up at this pace. I have this diagnosis. I gotta do some group programs and leverage my time. And then what kind of happened, like both on a healing side and business side? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I think, I think my inner world shifted. I was able to take all the pressure off of myself because I would wake up with so much, so much anxiety, like a weight on my chest. And I would, I would get up at like 6am and be like, okay, I have to do all these things. I would go down the hall, go into my office, shut the door and just focus. And then I would like come out to like breastfeed <laughs> and like, um, it was, I was basically like the main person working. And so when I started delving into more of the healing side of things, I just found that softness, that place of trust that I've always had. I've always had a relationship with God, but 
it was kind of on the back burner without me. I didn't realize that this is another thing. It's like when you get really into mindset work, because I was doing mantras, mindset, all, I mean, I was in programs that were very heavy on that, Mm -hmm. but that's not the same thing as a relationship with your Mm -hmm. higher self and source. Mm -hmm. That's mental. You know, you don't have to have any spiritual beliefs to do mindset work. And so that's all mental And, and there's a place for that. It's like really helpful but I don't think I was actually connecting to like the soul of my business and my higher self, which is actually the part of me that started the business. So I think what happens, I, it was so funny. I went to center for spiritual living in Seattle and Reverend Kat, um, Kat, her name's Kathy Lee or something. She's awesome. She's just so funny, but this was like a year or before the pandemic. She, she has a lot of business people that she does spiritual support with. And so she said, we start our business from this like spiritual place and we, we get this divine download and God says, do this thing. And we're like, yes. And we're so aligned and we get so excited. And she said, and we start the business and then we just stop listening. <laughs> and and this, this was literally like just two years ago before like everything shut down. And I just remember thinking this is like, oh my God. Yeah, we totally do that because we start our business from such a, innocent angelic kind of like yeah. mm-hmm. dreamy place like oh this is like my desire and my soul's purpose and then and then we allow it to get really hard because all of our programming yep comes up so i think like a lot of deprogramming of what i believed success was and what it required and um obviously a lot of success to you what now? is success um oh that's a good question question i think that um, that I'm just going to do this on the fly. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is it? Um, I think it's based on aligning with your values. So, you know, some, for someone making a certain amount of money, uh, that could be, you know, part of a value, but it's more like, well, what are you going to do with that money? Right. If you value having great relationships, having great health, having time freedom, having a certain amount of money, I think before I thought it was, I thought it was a certain amount of money. I thought it was a certain amount of accolades or certain amount of notoriety or just the stuff that I saw when I got into the coaching world. Um, I just saw other people doing certain things. And I thought that that was success. Like if you were on Mm -hmm. Forbes or if you're on whatever, and just because you're on Forbes, by the way, doesn't mean that you're making a lot of money either. So it's like, there, there was all this stuff I saw out there. And as I got deeper and deeper into the industry and you like see the underbelly of the industry and you realize, oh, people out there that have a hundred thousand followers, that doesn't necessarily mean they're financially being, I mean, they may or may not be, but a lot of times it doesn't mean that they're, they're not. So hard work alone doesn't Mm -hmm. equal success. Um, Notoriety or being seen by a lot of people having a lot of followers doesn't mean success. It has Mm -hmm. to be aligning with what you value so if you value family time if you value being able to deliver your gifts in a way that suits you and not forcing yourself to do things in a certain way if you value um, financial freedom you know it's like are you creating a business that is giving you those things and so for a long time I was not creating a business that was giving me those things even though I was making money, a lot of times I would pay myself last or it's not that I paid myself last because I always paid myself, but I, I would devalue myself. So my business was always making more money than me. And it was always like this major, like financial drain. And so, yes, I was like making a living, but I also felt like I was kind of being put last and I created a job in the sense that I create a schedule that served other people. 
I, I delivered my programs in the way it served other people. It was like, let me serve you. And like, I don't receive anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, so I would say another element of success is the ability to give and receive at the same time. I was um, on Kiki's mastermind yesterday and, and that was like something that came out of it was mm -hmm. that con. And I've talked about it a lot, the concept of giving and receiving at the same time, because we're really transactional a lot of times. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, I'm going to serve you and I'm going to give. Mm -hmm. And while I'm doing that, I'm like killing myself basically. Yeah. And so then when I'm done working, I'm like, yes, or can't move. And that's basically the transactional nature, which I was operating in. And when I realized, I think it was really like hitting six figures and then realizing I had no time freedom. I was actually really unhappy. I was on stage in, um, with my mentor at that time. I was in Paris and I think in Australia, one of the, both times I went on stage and just was like really negative. One of those times I cried. <laughs> like you know because you bring all your like stuff totally. and so the, one of those times I cried and I was like I hate my business and they're <laughs> and like so, they're like slow clap like don't know what to yeah, do they're like uh <laughs> I don't really like who wants to work with this chick and I was like I, was, I mean it was all my peers so I was like oh my god god forbid one of my clients sees me crying and says I hate my business and it's like I didn't hate my <laughs> clients and I really didn't hate my business it was that like was I was so unhappy with the way I was operating it you know? Yeah. Yes. And, and you probably were like, you know, I think we do what we're taught. Yeah. We do yeah. what we're taught. And if a mentor says do this and you're fully trusting, you're like, yeah. And, and it is good to do that too, because it, you know, I've worked with people who haven't trusted and it's always such a, you get to a point where you're like, what is the point of this? Yeah. So yeah, there, I mean, yeah. it has to be trust and and do it your own way. True. Yeah, true. And then there's like, there is also the, I mean, this will be really good for everyone listening. There's, there's the, I talk about this a lot, mastery, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're going, there's certain aspects where there's going to be a level of mastery around it. So you can't just go do one speaking event and go, well, I didn't get any clients. Yeah, that exactly. Like, okay. Well, like I would say that's been my key to success is I'm very stubborn. <laughs> and so I, in, in some ways that's good for me. In some ways it's really bad, but I'll talk about the ways that it's good. <laughs> and so, and then the, I won't bore you with all the ways that it's bad, but when I use it for good, what happens is I just buckle down on that specific thing. So I'll give you a couple mm -hmm. examples. Um, when I, one of the first coaching programs I was in, a lot of people were doing Facebook ads and they were having results. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do Facebook ads. Well, I failed miserably many times at first. Like I spent a lot of money. It was painful to like, when you invest and you lose money, it sucks. And, um, that I wasn't used to that. And most people that are not entrepreneurs, they're not used to that. And I'm not saying that you should be okay with losing money in your business. It's just that a certain amount of risk, you know, a certain amount of like being comfortable with risk, a certain amount of up and down you mm -hmm. have to kind of get comfortable with that as an entrepreneur. Otherwise you will be always a basket case, always full of anxiety. And so I just remember that there was a lot of things like that where I would stop and start, stop and start mm -hmm. because if I didn't get results with something, mm -hmm. I would kind of pull back, but because I'm stubborn, I would go for it again and I would go for it again. And I did the same thing, even a better example that didn't cost me money, but it cost me time 
was social media. I saw these coaches, they were getting clients from social media. And at that time I was doing mostly local networking and speaking to create clients. And it was very laborsome, right? Cause you got to get dressed and get a babysitter and you got to go out and do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I made a decision. I saw people in my industry getting clients through social media and I was like, okay, I want to, I want to have a business where I'm location independent. All my clients come to me through social media. So I made that decision, but was I successful at first? Hell no, I sucked. <laughs> like, and so honestly, I probably spent a couple of years really learning. I focused more on Facebook. It really doesn't matter whatever, whatever platform you enjoy, but that's the one I focused on. And now that is my reality. And now I teach clients how to do that, you know, in a short time, they don't have to spend how many years it took me, but that's an example of mastery. Like if you yes. want to create a certain reality, decide that mm-hmm. that's what you want to have happen. If you're like, I want people, like, I know you sign people up a lot of times through DMS and that's mm-hmm. something that I do as well. And mm-hmm. there was a time when I was like, who would sign up for a 10 K program or a 20 K program or whatever over DM? Nobody will do that. Mm-hmm. I have to have a sales call. And it's like, you start unraveling the belief around that. And you're like, well, and it helps to see other people doing what you want to do. Right. And so then you see, you go, Oh, it is possible. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't have to spend, you know, cause I've taught a lot around sales and sales calls. Right. But there's also a belief that like, well, I have to do it that way. I have to do lots of sales calls or I have to do sales pages or I have to do whatever. And the more that we see people just doing whatever the hell they want and being super <laughs> successful, it's like, Oh, I guess I can do it the way I want, but then it takes mastery. So the first time, mm-hmm. you know, I was messaging someone and, and it was like, I was like, Oh, this is hard. I, it would just be easier if I got on the phone with them. And then I was like, no, I can do this. And then you just, you just decide that that's yes. the reality you want to create. And you just well, and you know, when you're talking about mastery, you mm-hmm. get to the point of mastering something and then you get to play with it. Like, yes, you know, like yeah, because you, um, when you created your call to action Bible, I was like, this thing is so genius. But for someone with like extreme ADD and ADHD, like diagnosed, I read it. I read it again. I read it again. I tried it. And it was like the moment I felt like I understood what you were saying with the format and, yeah. and the formula. It was like, I then be, began to be able to play with it. And I think that's what you can do when you master like your social media, like the way that you teach, I'm sure that it's going to continue to evolve. You know, it it was like this in 2020 and now in 2021, you can shorten your posts. You can write one thing instead of a long format, you know? So it's just, I love what you're saying because you're saying like, be stubborn about what you want to get good at. Like don't quit until it does work. Exactly. Yeah. And I love what you're saying too, is like play with it because I always use this analogy where, especially when I'm teaching the social media piece, I just tell people like, it's like riding a bike, right? When you were a kid and you learned to ride a bike, you fell off a bunch of times, you skin your knees. You're like, I'm never going to be able to ride this bike. Like, and all the kids are like riding their bikes around. You're like, I'm never going to do it. And then pretty soon you're riding the bike and then you're like, look, mom, no hands. And then you can do all these tricks and And that's with anything, whether you want to create clients through speaking or, you know, maybe you want to do PR or you want to create clients through social media, or you want to, you don't want to do sales calls anymore. And you want people to just like 
automatically buy from you through a sales page or through, through DM. Like, I think I was so rigid before and it's just, it's fun to see me like unravel it. And then I get, and then it's fun to see my clients, like not even have half the, half the limiting beliefs that I carried mm -hmm. because we're just, as I dissolve them, then it's easier to just for other people just dissolve them. And I, but I look back and see all the rules that I had and all the ways that I learned. I was like, well, it has to be this way. And it's just fun to get rid of the rules and realize that you can do it whatever, however you want. And we're also in a different space of consciousness right now. So if you think about the internet and technology, it's, it's mimicking where we're at. So for example, yeah. like you can actually uh, connect with billions of people at one time, let's say by posting on social media, like potentially billions of people, they're all like tapped in. And, and so the way that we can manifest now is, is I think a lot faster because usually we manifest through people. And mm -hmm. so we're all connected. I mean, think about like that, the universal mind, like oneness, mm -hmm. oneness, where all our technology gives us oneness right and so we are tapped in we're mm -hmm. i mean we already had that but like now our technology actually physically <laughs> is giving us that too so um i guess my point in saying all that is is we actually are in a time and space where we 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 have more i mean obviously we're speaking from being western women here so mm -hmm. just have to keep that in mind that not all women have the, the privileges but you know that's why I feel strongly about what I do. It's like, if you have the ability to create a business doing whatever the hell you want, then do it and then be generous. Do with it. Yeah. Do good with it. Get like create wonderful things. So I think we, we, a lot of times hold ourselves back and we're the most, uh, I just say we have like maybe the people yeah. that would be listening mm -hmm. to this, but mm -hmm. we're actually have the most ability and the most permission and the most yeah accessibility to do these things and um and then we're like i'm scared what are people <laughs> gonna think about me you know and like yep. I sometimes <laughs> well when you're saying that like as western women but then it's like i'm scared whenever i mean this is what i say to my people is like if you get fearful remember what like real fear i mean this is like fear that's created real yeah. fear is totally different in other parts of the world and I know that it doesn't mean your problems are less than, but it also gives great perspective yeah. on like reality and all that. Hang on, babes. Yeah. Um, and like real threats that are out there to your security and your safety. And if, if you're listening to this and you know, you're in a space like I am where it's like, I, I don't feel a real threat on my safety. It's like, we kind of owe it to ourselves and the world to break through that stuff and show up, you know, in our magnificence. And it, it does give, other people permission to do that and as more people wake up they start to live their purpose and the more people that live their purpose hopefully you know the more we can shift out of the scarcity and poverty and violence you know all the things in the world that we we want to see different i think a big part of it is like each person stepping into their purpose and and other people then get the permission and inspiration to do the same and then pretty soon more and more there's more good news in the world yes. and you know forward movement so you know what's also um last thing is also really fun to see is when we first met i swear like to our first session you had a blazer on like okay. i swear you had a blazer on and like sure I did. you probably did 
maybe, and I might even say with harsher makeup, maybe, you know, like, like more. And then over time, like flowy, everything's flowy and soft and like really pretty. And it's fun to see how the way that you like do business and talk and speak and listen and all stuff. It's fun to see that also on the outside too. Ah, thank you. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, even just doing like an interview would have been like all my notes and stuff. (laughs) I still like to be prepared, but yeah, like all the energy it takes to try to be a certain way, try to do it right, try to be professional, try to be perfect, try to please Mm-hmm. that's a lot. I mean, that's also where autoimmune comes from is like the people pleasing and all the pressure we put on ourselves. And like, when we start letting that go, we can unravel that. And I, I feel that it's, it's part of my, I mean, I actually had a, a reading a long time ago that said I was going to have health issues and I was pretty healthy at the time. And I just remember, I remember being very averse, like, no, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> and so, but now like, you know, in a weird way, kind of embracing the challenges. And I know you've had a lot of health challenges too, and like embracing it and realizing, okay, this is part of my spiritual path. And it was a lot of years of not wanting to accept that as part of the the path. And, and so I'm still, you know, I'm still on the path really. Um, but it's, we do have the ability to heal. We truly do. And, um, if we can see it from a spiritual perspective, then, and then see how it's like, we've co-created dis-ease mm-hmm. for what we can, who we can become through that and what we get to learn. And, um, and I know there's people with much worse situations than, than mine, but I'm just saying that it's, it's part of the path. A lot of times, especially for women entrepreneurs, they, they, a lot of times do have health challenges. I think it's, there's so many gifts in health challenges. Like it really teaches you, it kind of like takes all the fluff out of around you. And then it focuses you in on what really matters, which is just like, what, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing to myself and how do I want to change? And like, what do I want to focus on? And why am I operating outside of who I naturally am? Like that doesn't really serve anyone. And then I have to get on these sessions and pretend I'm something I'm not. And that's exhausting. So why did I do that to myself? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'll just add another quick piece is like a lot of what I have realized is like, I go back to high school and how I like had low self-worth and mm-hmm. Um, and I, everyone's high school experience is different, but you can go back into your childhood. And, and for me, it's like, it was that time period because I was very depressed and mm-hmm. very much comparing myself to others. And like, I think when I got into business, all of that stuff mm-hmm. really like came up again, Yeah, not being good enough and not being worthy. And like someone else's like, how come they're figuring it out faster than me? And maybe I'm not that smart. I mean, uh-huh. there's just so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being an entrepreneur is a blessing too, because a lot of times we would never, not that being an employee, you don't face a lot of stuff because that's a whole other challenging ball game. Mm-hmm. But as an entrepreneur, you definitely have to face a lot of your identity stuff and worthiness, um, stuff because it's, you wake up every day and you're like, where's the money coming from? 
Yeah. Right? Like you literally mm-hmm. are creating value. You are, you're, you're not showing up to the job that's mm-hmm. been created. You're guaranteed. Yeah. It's not guaranteed and you're creating it every day. And, mm-hmm. and that's also something to get comfortable with because I was a single mom since I was 19, eight, well, 18. And so um, now it's been 20 years of just being 100% responsible in that way. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm used to it, but a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs, like it's, it's something that we get, we have to learn to be self-generative. Like mm-hmm. we have, we have the power, we have the value, we, we are creators. And mm-hmm. so there's a create energy of like being a creator and that has to be protected mm-hmm. and fostered. And I love what you just said, like, you've got to do what you're naturally mm-hmm. aligns with you. Yeah. So. Thank you, Jess. That was, yeah. people are going to be like, where, okay. You find her at, is it jessicarubison.com? No, don't go to my website. Um, <laughs> so I hired a brand strategist after a long time of ignoring my website. So she's going to help me. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. I had the web design paid for, and then I just was still procrastinating. If I'm just be totally transparent, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off for forever. Yeah. And so then I was like, let me just hire my, one of my besties, um, yeah. who's an amazing brand strategist. And so that's where I'm at in the process. But I would just say the feminine CEO Facebook group oh, is a yeah. great place. Like that's where all my, that's kind of my website these days. That's where all mm-hmm. my content is and live streams and all the fun stuff. And then feminine CEO podcast. If you want to see Jay on there in about a week or so. (laughs) So yeah, those are the two, two places I would love to connect. And if you go to her Facebook group, like literally any question you ever have, she will have a video for it. She will have, (laughs) I mean, serious trainings in there. Good Lord. You're a freaking machine. (laughs) Well, it's also like six or seven years old too. So I feel like there's, yeah, there's so much good training in there uh for people there's a lot of good stuff oh yeah goodstuff.com yes <laughs> thank you jess they're they're gonna be so excited to experience freaking everything that you just said and then your group and and then um i can't wait to see what your bestie does with your brand strategy yes. too that'll be yeah. so fun to look at yeah it is gonna be good it's gonna be good emerging yes yeah the amount always growing and evolving. That's, that's the, that's another fun thing about this. So thank you so much for having me here. I love talking to you anytime I can. (laughs) I love it too. Thank you, Jess. You're welcome. Bye everyone. Bye.